K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch. Naked comedy. Hello, audience. Welcome to the Naked Comedy interview with the Birthday Boys. A um, little backstory on this. Um, back, way back in the old age of 2009, I went to the House of the Birthday Boys, um, where most all of them live. I think five out of the seven of them live there, um, to do an interview for the show. Um, they are a phenomenal sketch comedy group. Uh, located in LA and they have a weekly show at the UCBLA theater you can look that up if you so wish um, but I want to do an interview with them because we met at the um, Upright Citizens Brigade um, Ultimate Comedy Bash as you might have heard in the retrospective and um, they're just such a fun group of guys and um, I've you know known a lot of sketch comedy groups I've known a lot of um people who do sketch and um it was just really cool to see this group that's that's huge there's seven people seven you know full-grown men working together for comedy um and they just love each other so much just all they're nice they're happy and they all get along and they really have like an energy that makes you want to like them and they're funny. I mean, it's not just their aura and then they're, they're not funny. They are funny. Um, but so we wanted to do this interview with them. And um, we did the first half of the interview. I think the full interview was, I think I was at their house for maybe three hours. And I think the actual interview might have been about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, but due to technical difficulties, which um, I... It was very strange. It was a really strange kind of thing because the recorder that I usually use, that I've always used for all of my on-site interviews, you know, did everything the same. Um, just didn't like the first half. You know, it just decided to stop working. And um, it probably worked out for the best because we went off on a lot of tangents. And, um, you know, as as I am wont to do on Naked Comedy, you know, there's a lot of there was a lot of shit talking going on. <laughs> um, no one, no one that, you know, nothing big. I mean, I, it was mostly me. So it's probably best for me that that was destroyed. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so I just wanted to inform you guys. Um, so what you're listening to or what you're going to listen to now is the um, second half of the interview. And, um, I think that it, and it, I think it's actually better that it happened this way because, um, as regular listeners to the podcast probably have noticed, um, when I do live interviews, there's usually about a five, 10 minute period of like adjusting. Um, you know, I have to adjust to talking to somebody in person and they have to adjust to me because I'm awkward, um, I see why Terry Gross does it all over the phone because it is, it's a different experience. But in any case, so now we're going to jump right into the interview and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be great. Um, but so yeah, you'll be hearing more of the birthday boys on Naked Comedy um, in the future. But uh, so just to give you backstory, probably much longer backstory than was necessary. 
Um, here's the second part of the lost birthday boy interview. Um, enjoy. That song is totally forgotten. It was so big. What about Onyx Slam? Yo, Slam. I'm gonna give you two thousands, baby. Yeah. Y'all gonna make me go all out. Did DMX ever redo this? Oh, you're recording? Yeah. No. You do a great DMX. Yeah, and since we are recording, let's hear it. No, this is your ticket. This is your ticket to a recording career. Oh, no, do I really have to? Now you've got a rule. That was the event. Do I have to? Hey, yo, I'm slipping. I'm falling. That was awesome. When the pressure's on. Yeah, well, the pressure's on. I I crashed. During that momentary lapse, we sang every DMX song. It was a. And we watched the movie movie Belly. Yeah. Yeah. People really like Belly. It's like really good cinematography. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like over I can't tell if you're choking or not. Oh, like I've, I've got no, it's like really, really well done. There's they go to a strip club and they were they there's like they have black uh, black light contact lenses in. Oh really? Yeah, that's good. Oh, cool. So like Nas is like walking around, his eyes are like all green and like blown. Who, who directed that? Hype Williams. Oh, uh, Hype Williams, really? Hyper Williams. Did Hype Williams die? Is this a sensitive subject? <laughs> Did he? It's not a comedy. Then DMX started doing like those movies, like with uh, with Jet Li and stuff. That's Ja Rule. No, Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, Cradle to the Grave. One of the best number titles I've ever seen. It was was Cradle and the Number Two and then the Grave, right? Wait, wait, that's Gremlins too. There's another DMX. There's another DMX movie. What's it called? Wait, guys, do we want this whole interview to be about DMX? <laughs> not the whole thing. I don't think that. But this is Sam <laughs> How, when you sh- usually interview uh, comedians, how long do they talk about DMX? Uh, it's usually two, three minutes. Okay. Cap- we got some time there. <laughs> we'll take the three. Uh, who, who did you talk to most recently? Who, who, who are uh, we following here? The last interview that I did, I think, was Paul Shear. The last one that we... Aired with Scott Ackerman. Those are uh, we love. Those are going to be so much. You probably talked about TMS for forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you would edit it out. There, there was some editing that happened. Scott Ackerman does know more about music than like anybody. His CD collection is gigantic. <laughs> like he could line this whole room. Um, what, and this he, is a large room. For the with DMX, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like, like <laughs> thinking of like a sketch a few years ago. Like, like with the I'm, uh, I'm going to turn it into comedy. <laughs> with with D, like a few years ago, if you did like a sketch, like it just makes me think about like. Like timeliness with sketch, like you like uh, doing like uh, topical stuff can just be like so bizarre. And like, I was talking to Mike. Mike Scully is one of my bosses, uh, and he was saying that like, like when they wrote "Everybody Loves Raymond," they like intentionally didn't like put any like topical references in, so that like it would be timeless. It so it would be timeless. <laughs> like it would be timeless. I know like a lot of people like beat up on that show, but like uh, our our first sketch writing teacher Jeff and I was John Reynolds and he like he like sung praises for that show like crazy like a, like it has like a very sketch base like there's like gaming for the listeners stuff. this is where the birthday boys don't shit on people <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, we're actually very all we were talking about Ray Roman <laughs> <laughs> that shows great uh, Mitch works at the Simpsons too yeah, oh, well you Simpsons. just did one time Corey I uh, met Corey uh, Haim at a bank and he told me I look like Ray Romano but in a good way <laughs> 
was probably super insulted by, by that. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Romano like sh- like was just like somewhere random and he just like sh- was shuddering when, <laughs> when that guy <laughs> said that. <laughs> but uh, like uh, that's that's I think it's like a good yeah, thing to I live mean, by. A lot of my favorite like sketches or even just like you know you think about like Mr. Show and you can you can make reference to something that's current um but you can do it in kind of that timeless way i like it when when the characters come from a place of like they're kind of recognizable like, like you know what we're doing but we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna use the proper noun we're, right we're like, we'll like switch it around so that right. we can kind of call it our own thing it also sucks with top like making pop culture references and stuff that then you know for a fact that and you can't those episodes won't age more than like five right. or ten years. Like mm-hmm. I tried so hard to watch SCTV, and there's like funny mm-hmm. characters and stuff, but for the most part, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and it's like the you same way. Like, like there's in every episode of Flying Circus, there's one sketch where Monty Python loses me, and I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I still love the audio. Love bad. <laughs> yeah, the audio's bad. Because they're British people from thirty years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was listening to like uh, or uh, reading National Lampoon magazine, and I just don't get any of it. Like, <laughs> I have no, it's all pop cul- or like political and pop culture stuff from 1970. Well, that's true. Because I don't know who Richard Nixon is. In 30 years, like <laughs> he's a pop star. In 30 years, our Lady Gaga sketch will people will <laughs> yeah. be so confused. Well, she'll still be around. We'll be the Wedding Crashers sketch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, White House. By the time this comes out, they're gonna be like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> yeah, I, I know what he's talking about. So. We talk too much about DMX. This thing will never last. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing interview! Oh hey, I'm DJ Intern Sam from Naked Comedy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast, and we'll get back to the interview very soon. But you may be thinking to yourself, I realize I am a fan of music and other artistic endeavors outside of comedy. I wonder if KUCI offers anything that I would enjoy besides comedy. Well, we do. (laughs) If you go to KUCI.org, not only will you find our entire schedule where you can see what kind of music we're playing at all times of the day 24-7, but you can also find cool things like articles on new CDs that we have in our stacks, um, spotlights on DJs, video clips from our live shows, and much, much more. So just check out KUCI.org and you'll be there for hours. I thank you for listening to my spiel, and I will return you now to this hilarious podcast already in progress. Thanks. Okay, so, well, we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but so, why don't you guys talk about your, your rise to Hollywood fame? <laughs> the future rise out of We haven't started it yet. <laughs> we're not. We got plans. We're gearing up. The bottom rung is... We're gearing uh, up. We're packing our bags. <laughs> Well, you guys do have, you know, you do have a monthly show at UCB mm-hmm. every yeah. first Wednesday That's right. of the month. I mean, we did, for that theater, or, uh, you know, UCB has definitely been a great launching point for us, for hopefully for something. <laughs> um, but uh, as a result, you know, of doing that show every month uh, and working on material together, we were able to... Uh, go to a lot of great festivals like we we did the the Montreal Just for Last festival this past year. Uh, we're going back to San Francisco this year and and have gone to New York and in Chicago, Chicago and Seattle. Uh, and that that has been amazing. You know that that's uh, something that you can only do uh, when you get a little head of steam going. 
not necessarily because you need to open doors, but just because there needs to be something to throw effort behind. And so that's kind of the most exciting thing is having a show at the theater um, helps us kind of legitimize what we're doing. So you know you have a purpose and and keep working at it. But I think it's like in like uh, when we we were first starting out, like we were really really like worked every single like like we were up here meeting like almost every single night. I felt like and just like really. We put in like a ton of time and like you gotta you gotta just put in a ton of time and a ton of stage time and, and fail a lot and then but then like you know, like uh even when we failed we'd still work on stuff and, and like it was like it was like a full year of doing that I felt like before like we really hit our our stride, I would say, right? Like just like a full year of like And you just you, you kind of I think the if we have anything going for us, it's hopefully that we start to get like a, a group sensibility. We have if we hear something and we can kind of tell if we all find it funny, even without hearing somebody else's somebody else in the group's opinion on it. Uh, and so I think that will maybe benefit benefit us as much as anything. It's just uh, knowing what we find funny and hopefully you know sticking to it as we start to you know pitch uh, shows and ideas and, and and delve into our own projects too. Well, it helps too when uh, five uh, out of the seven of us live together, so it's constantly in contact with each other, sort of building up this the rough uh, right. Report, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the thing <laughs> we is, we don't like, have a report yet. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, but we have a, we have a report. I can't wait. Um, uh, like uh, Mitch, you did a sketch last night that came from a conversation that just happened over lunch one day. You know, it, it's which was also we should give Gelman. Yeah, like, Gelman said we could use the idea. Right, Gelman <laughs> said so we could use the idea. So Thanks, Brett. Um, but yeah, and, you know, most most of like the ideas that we really like came out of like uh just sitting on the couch and uh goofing and goofing baby <laughs> we're just goofing baby well all of our our couch sitting sketches where we goof yeah. well yeah <laughs> I, 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 I do I, have I, uh, uh, scheduled goof sessions we always like I, like when, when when there's like a younger like uh like some or, or someone who just comes into the theater is like how do you like how do you get things going or something like that and i, I think that like I always just tell people, like, I mean, like, you get, like, if you're in the improv classes or in sketch writing classes, just, like, try to find people who, like, you like joking or, like, around with or, like, you, like, kind of share the same sense of humor with and then just try to, like, get a group going because I think that we're, like, our biggest support group. Like, I think if we were all individuals, like... We would so. probably all be dead or something. Like we would have been. Just being rich. You're right. We'd all be dead by now. Wait, well, we, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be like. We provide each other with uh, medical treatment. We wandering around on Skid Row, just disoriented. Well, we, we, I think that like we, we we need each other. Like as as far as like as comedy goes, like uh, like uh, like I don't know. Like maybe I would have mustered up and would be doing improv or something and would have mustered up the courage to do something else. But like. Like I feel like uh, we're kind of supportive of each other, and like you know, like uh, like uh, it's it's great to have a bunch of guys you can throw your sketches to and, and throw ideas and like bounce ideas off of and stuff like that. And I think that that's like for like a uh, for like young people just coming into the theater, like that's like an important part of it. Like uh, it's it's hard to go on your own, and like the, some people do take that route, but like it's it's tough and it's really hard, and like it's 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 so much more comfortable coming into a theater when you have like like a kind of a comfort like a like a like a what is it, like a comfort level you know what I mean like a like, sketch comedy group yeah like, like a sketch <laughs> yeah, comedy group like, uh, well there's, there's you know what I'm saying there's a lot of like sketches you'll see it, like not too shabby or something like that where like you know somebody has come up to me and then they've been like you're so lucky that you have a group mm -hmm. and like it's something that like 
I, I don't want to say like you take for granted because like we know that it's like a valuable thing, but like uh, you forget the little things like oh yeah, when I when I write a sketch and we pitch it and like people are on board, like they care about it as much as I do because it's all under this birthday boy umbrella. Sure. So it's it, it like reminds me of like when I was in like when I was, we went to Ithaca College and I was like a film kid. And, like, if you're not working on your movie, nobody else is. It's at a complete standstill. And because, and like, everybody else has their own thing. And everybody's just kind of doing each other favors. And, like, Not Too Shabby probably can feel like that if you're not in, like, a, if you don't have, like, a solid group where, where, like, you know, it's great to be like, hey, I'll be in your thing if you be in my thing. But it's even better if it's, like, we, we are all committed to this one thing. And, like, if you if you have to, like, get your hands off it for a second, you know that there are other people that, like, care about it a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Eddie Pepitone, who's, like, a guy that we love uh, and uh, does Death Ray a lot and we'll see him around, he, for whatever reason, probably three or four times he's come on stage right after us. So there's this <laughs> gaggle of seven guys who get to come out and just run around like idiots and yell <laughs> Uh, and also, let's not forget to mention that, like, if it's it's it is kind of jarring sometimes to see a sketch group right. like in a comedy <laughs> yeah. show, in a stand-up show, yeah, yeah. stand-up <laughs> show. So like, like when like like we'll go up there and do our bizarre thing, and then Eddie Pepitone will have to follow us, and he'll just, he's just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the master. Yeah. He's the master. He calls himself the Lone Wolf, and he just like, and we're like, he called us thirty-five cowards. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, there is completely justified. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so justified, and there's such like a great seed of truth to that, and it's like it's a funny. We have we I think somewhere we have like a little bit of footage of him doing that and it's the funniest thing because it is so true I mean when he goes out he has to create all these ideas by himself feed off the audience read the room and, and we're out there with like a scripted bunch of yelling but, uh, but it's, and he's amazing it's, at it like it, I, I think that that's like where like when you're comfortable on stage it comes from uh, like uh, and I think that like we're like individually we, pro we probably all are pretty comfortable going out and doing something solo like solo stuff now too but like it comes from going up there and just like failing so many times and so like <laughs> failing a lot and like so many times to the point where it's just like oh I failed on stage that like I'm not really worried about like failing anymore and like you can just kind of <laughs> be yourself and be more confident because yeah. like you're just gonna do what you're gonna do so very cool okay well. For listeners, this is being taped at the end of 09, last, what, two weeks, two, oh, three Jesus. weeks, whatever. So what are you guys' goal for the next next decade? You're oh, reaching man. 10. Oh, no. That's, that's a TV show. Yeah, next that's, decade. That's, that's Watch a TV on. show. Watch a TV yeah. show. Oof, at least. <laughs> one, of, one of those DVD TV shows. <laughs> Get a DVD player. Watch an HD TV. <laughs> um, our the only game plan that we have is to just really keep doing our to keep doing UCB and hope to get noticed. Like that's all. Like I think like there are other things to do and we're trying different things. But really, like the way we want it to happen is we just keep doing our monthly show forever until somebody gives us a huge check to do our show on TV. <laughs> and then you take over SNL as the the entire cast. That's yeah. how it works, right? That's yeah. It's a logical next step. Well, we can't do 90 <laughs> minutes a week. We can only do 30 minutes a month. A month. So. They'll cut the show for you guys. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, SNL's the now only SNL. 30 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> 30 minutes a month. 30 minutes a month. Well, these guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, that's for me. It's just like... Uh, Sorry for like... Uh, I, th I think it was like, like, what is your goals for the next decade? And I was like, oh, man, at the end of the next decade, I'm going to be like 37 years old. <laughs> I'm going to be like... Oh, uh, well, you thought it was... 
10 years out. What's that? Well, I was just like, guys, I just started getting depressed thinking of how old I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm only going to be 36, so I'll probably be still well, so happy. 30s. Yeah. We all thought Mitch would die at 35, so I don't even know if this is... I've got an expiration date that's coming pretty soon, I'm sure. Um, yeah, just keep performing. That's the biggest thing. Uh there's I no guarantee of that. <laughs> a lot of us are also working on kind of individual writing projects. So yeah, I but they'll suck. As, you should, <laughs> as we all should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Tim said, like just I guess like keep keep working and in, in, in uh, I think like the more we do our show, like the more like we're we're trying to like challenge ourselves and make some different choices and like do stuff that we originally probably wouldn't do and and, and just like you know like just try to evolve I guess and. And uh, yeah, hopefully someone someone notices, and we're working on stuff. And well, I'm gonna make this prediction. I, among my friend, my circle of friends, I've known for my predictions, they always come true. Okay. And um, I'll make this prediction now, so that if something happens, it's all recorded. Okay. So when I come to you guys, for my cut. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it true works love, out. True love, true love. My, <laughs> it's all about love, not money. Seventy percent. <laughs> but I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel 90% like cut. <laughs> my ninety percent cut. <laughs> You guys can split the rest. <laughs> no, but I feel like, especially like with the the final release of the you know the state DVD and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's. I feel like there's definitely a window now for like a giant sketch group to come in and like do another sketch code. You know, there's no Mad TV. There's like SNL, but that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you guys need to fill the gap. I'll say I'll say this as a comedy fan. Uh, not even for us per se, because I, I I truly truly believe that right now there are so many good sketch comedians that you know aren't working on mass media levels or they're just starting to and things like that so i I do think the climate's right and man i would love those are you just mentioned you know my favorite shows Mm -hmm. so as a comedy fan it'd be amazing to see it come from somebody and I hope you're right. Neil Campbell and and Nick Weiger are like two of the best sketch writers ever it's it's there's weird there's like a weird like lack of appreciation appreciation for sketch I mean I think like everyone likes sketch but then like the public doesn't the want public sketch. doesn't want sketch it's <laughs> like so confusing this, and there can't be like there will never be a primetime network sketch show like that can't even happen I think people have to support sketch more often and it's it's funny like in the comedy community like a lot of people's goal is to be like on SNL like a lot of these yeah. like a lot of younger people but then like but the networks but the, are dying anyway and it's like cable's always been more People's always been more like appreciative of sketch and stuff like that, and the networks are starting to like, because now with digital TV and stuff like that, it's been this <clears> slow progression. Like, okay, why am I doing all this stuff for just like the antenna when I can get cable? Like, right. in ten years, there probably won't be like network versus cable. It's just going to be sure. all one like cord. I think yeah. you know what's really exciting about that. For example, this uh, Funnier Die is you know doing an HBO yeah. series, and I think that's a great example of like a crossover. And that's just the beginning of crossover. So I, I think you're right. I think there's more and more outlets, and uh, and hopefully more and more variety in the yeah, type of like, comedy. And more hopefully, you know, it doesn't seem to have happened yet. But like you know, people keep saying like. Our, our attention spans are shortening and stuff like that. You'd think, like, oh, that, that means sketch, sketch comedy. Sketch comedy fits that pretty well. But we have the shortest attention span of anybody I know. I, I, think, I think the funniest thing you can see in comedy is, like, going to a theater and watching, like, a really funny sketch. Like, I think that's, like, to me, like, like uh, that that's right up there with, with going to see, like, a great stand-up or, like, two of my favorite things. Like, uh, But, like, going to see, like, a really good sketch in a theater live is... I think the best and like it's unfortunate that like 
you, you, there's no way to really make a living off like uh, doing theater like sketches in the theater you know what I mean but like uh, like uh, I wish there was more support for that I think that there is like a great community and like a building community and supporters of sketch but uh, like I wish there was even more so but well hopefully the podcast help get some names out there <laughs> we already we already on, helped relaunch on. Andy Dick that's right who knows what's next <laughs> who knows alright any last thoughts from you guys Thanks for coming to the house. Yeah. 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 At noon on a Saturday. This, this is like Sunday. 9 a.m. for us. Sunday. We couldn't have driven anything. <laughs> on a Sunday. Thank you. I don't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> well, that's the show for this week. I want to thank DJ Doug Pound for my awesome show theme. He's amazing and made that from the genius of his brain. You can check out more of his genius brain um, products at Doug Pound, D O G G P O U N D. Com. Um, thanks again for downloading the podcast and please tune in to the full show on Thursday mornings or Wednesday night, however you want to think about it, um, at from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, there's a lot to the show that we can't put on the podcast, like comedy albums, clips from TV shows, awesome, amazing surprise call-in guests. Um, and so much more that is still pretty awesome. So check it out. Um, do a stream record. Um, boycott TiVo until they allow you to record the FM waves along with your TV as well. Whatever you need to do. Naked Comedy, Thursday mornings, Wednesday nights, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, until then, I'm um, uh, gonna... K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch, K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch, K-U-C-I, the cooch, naked comedy.